outsourcing video distribution. So you are a content creator or you want to become a content creator, then you record videos if it's video content you want to create. Now the next step is to upload these videos to a platform. Maybe in the beginning you use your phone. The problem is the phone is not really a very good interface to interface with the internet. Now we have different options such as computers. Of course the phone nowadays is also a computer. So therefore you over time maybe switch to computer to upload your content and you still record it either with your phone or an additional camera. So now in the beginning you start out on one platform but then you realize over time that you could also just post your shorts instead of just to TikTok or to YouTube shorts, also to Instagram Reels and to Facebook Reels and maybe also to Snapchat and maybe also to Thriller. So the question arises, can you outsource this thing? Because over time it becomes clear that most of your day, or not most of your day, it depends on how you actually do this whole thing. Most people probably start out doing this as a hobby. So the question is, how much of your time of content production is actually the content production itself, the recording of the content itself? How much is the research and how much is the distribution? The distribution is a part you cannot really, you cannot really get rid of. The research is something you may get better over time and also the recording part is something you may get better over time. But both these processes are inherently yours. Of course you could theoretically take an approach of creating something like a magazine or creating something like a network, a YouTube network for example, and basically removing yourself from the content production equation entirely. But if you are still, if you are still the main focus of the channel you create, then you have the problem that you need to do the research or maybe somebody else can do the research for you, but you need to still record the actual videos if you are still the voice or the face of the channel. Now, the third part is something, of course you are kind of qualified to do, but somebody else could very easily take this third part over. Basically, the only thing ideally you would have to do is then the research and the content production. And somebody else would take the distribution onto his or her shoulders or onto a company's shoulders. So the question now is, are there already companies that offer basically content distribution for creators? And yes, there are already companies out there. And we want to discuss one company I actually looked into further. And this company is called Jelly Smack. So first of all, what are the requirements for Jelly Smack? You need to have for long form videos at least 20,000 followers on one single platform, such as YouTube, for example. And for short form videos, 50,000 followers on one single platform. This is of course only video and Jelly Smack mostly I think works with video creators. So now what does Jelly Smack offer? And I still don't really understand the whole thing, like I have many questions and I still haven't answered or haven't gotten answers for these many questions with Jelly Smack. But it seems from what I read on the website it works as following. Basically you still operate your main social primary channel. Let's say you have a YouTube channel that has at least 20,000 followers and you are doing normal videos on here that are long form content and also you're doing shorts. So now what Shelly Smack can do for you is they can copy paste 
your content onto different platforms, at least in theory. That's basically the level one service they potentially could provide. So they just take your videos, and I don't know how the file exchange works. Do you upload your videos to their servers, or do they just scrap your videos off from YouTube? I currently don't know. But what they could provide you is an additional platform. And they actually, it seems that they want to manage this additional platform completely on their own. How does ChelliSmack then finance itself with a revenue share model? And I think this is very nice in the beginning, at least. Why? Because it doesn't, it doesn't require any upfront cost. And so this means whenever you reach 20,000 followers or 50,000 followers when it comes to short form content, then you can just work with this company in order to basically add an additional platform to your portfolio, an additional platform which you couldn't manage on your own. And let's face it, there are more and more platforms where you can actually upload your video. For long form content, this is currently YouTube, it's Facebook Watch, it's Instagram TV, which still exists. And that's mostly it about the long-form long platforms. Of course, there is now also Spotify, which is trying to get into the game of video podcasts, with Joe Rogan being one of the most prominent video podcasts. And also Lex Friedman already offers a video podcast. And many other creators now take the chance to upload via Anchor, which is Sp Spotify's podcasting platform, and upload their video files instead of their audio files to their podcast host, Anchor. So now what Anchor actually does, it, it provides the audio-only podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, for example, with the audio and Spotify with the video, which is very convenient and which makes Spotify actually into the fourth major video platform, I would argue. Of course, there are other video platforms like Vimeo, for example, but they operate on a different model and not so much on an ad based model and you also usually have to pay in order to host your videos. So now, additionally, there are the short form platforms. The, m the most important ones, I think, are TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels. Instagram Reels and Facebook Reels might merge in the near-term future because both are owned by Meta, as you might already know. And so they might merge in the future. They already have some interaction. If you post a Reel to Instagram, you can additionally post it to Facebook. This may, might not be available in all countries yet. It has been tested in India for a certain time and I think it is currently in the process of being made available to more and more creators worldwide and to more and more countries worldwide. So now, what ChelliSmack potentially could do is, if you, for example, only want to create for YouTube, and YouTube just seems to be the best, the best platform for video creators. There, I, I thought kind of differently about this quite some time ago. I mean, I always kind of wanted to be a YouTube creator, a YouTube video creator, but then there was TikTok, and I just decided to post a few videos on TikTok, and I gained some traction. Not really much traction, but compared to non-existent YouTube traction, because I didn't any post anything to YouTube, TikTok just seemed to be this very easy thing. You could just post something. So the, what I'm saying is the burden of entry was much lower. So now, if you start out on TikTok, I think you also eventually might want to switch to YouTube. And here is why. Because Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, and I think also YouTube Shorts, and also TikTok Shorts have a fixed 
amount of money they actually distribute among the creators. Now, here's a very easy calculation. If there is one creator and you also have an amount of $100, let's say this one creator gets the $100. But let's multiply the one creator by 100. Now every creator gets 1% of the $100, which equates to $1. This is very bad for creators because it is a system that incentivizes competition, basically, but it just, ideally, you would create a system by which the more content that is produced, obviously there is also competition, but the more overall revenue is generated. So the problem is that basically every TikToker is each other's competitor and, and the more views a TikToker makes, the less money every other TikToker makes. That's just kind of how it, it, it currently is on Instagram Reels, on Facebook Reels, on YouTube Shorts, I think also, because they still have currently a Shorts fund and also on TikTok. So now, again, where does Jelly's Mac come in? If you want to have an additional platform, then you also have to manage this additional platform. And you, as one single person, can only manage so many platforms. So therefore, I think a very good solution would be a very good solution would be to choose YouTube as the main platform. You can now do TikTok basically on YouTube with YouTube Shorts, but you also can offer content as long as you would like. I actually already uploaded videos where I just talked for two hours. This doesn't mean that many people watch these videos. It just means that you can upload these videos. Now. What you can do, I think, is choose YouTube as the primary video platform. And then once you hit the goals of maybe you also hit the, the follower goals, and there are also additional requirements for the long form videos. It's actually a library of 150 videos that are at least three minutes long and consistent upload of new videos. So they don't just manage your historic catalog of videos, but much more they want active creators. And with short form, videos there are actually a library of more than 500 videos and consistent upload of new videos so now ideally in an ideal world you would create just for youtube you would create whatever you want maybe just recording on your phone maybe recording on your phone and then cutting it into a very engaging video and then you would upload it to youtube now then you would operate with a company that manages all of the additional platforms for you. You don't maybe, I don't know if they also manage the comment section and maybe the interaction with the audience, maybe also the feedback, the potential feedback from the audience, which would be very nice. So in an ideal world, you would only manage YouTube and just give access to all the different accounts to ChelliSmack and let ChelliSmack smack all the different platforms for you.